Hello, and welcome to the Boom or Bust Fantasy Podcast. We're coming in hot with the best bad takes in the fantasy industry. Here are your hosts, Steve Reed, Kyle Gadley, Drew Marsh, and Zach Beekner. And welcome back to the Boom and Bust Fantasy Podcast. Uh, it's going to be me, Drew, and Zach again tonight. We are down Steve here. Unfortunately, the kiddo is still a little sick, so he's tending to that issue. But we will head out east here and see what's going on with Drew. Um, I'm doing pretty good. I'm feeling good about the Boom and Bust picks for this week. You know, we're switching up the parlay, see if we can get a better hit this week, so... I don't know. I'm just got a better outlook for this week for sure. I agree. I feel you, buddy. Zach, what are you thinking? Uh, definitely have a better outlook this week uh, in regards to the uh, the parlay. Uh, I like it a lot more than just betting on these just the Thursday game. I highly agree. Uh, we did take a different approach to it this week. Uh, Drew, do you want to go ahead and explain what we're going to be doing different with a parlay this week? I mean, we usually just bet on the Thursday night game. And, you know, that hasn't been working out for us. So we're taking a little bit of a different approach and betting on uh, spreader money line for this week of different games that we feel more confident in. Yeah, and I feel like with all of us pitching in, uh, I feel like our odds are actually a little bit better here. And I feel that uh, I just like the the odd aspect of the multiple games compared to just Thursday night is a lot better. Like It seems like the Thursday night game seems to just not be possible to hit something just because it's never usually a high-scoring game and stuff like that. So. What are you saying, Zach? I was just saying that it's just it's just how how uh, it's just off the wall sometimes with these night games. Like yeah, I mean the matchups happens in them. I mean, we did put Russ on primetime Thursday night games. I mean, it's just terrible. We had the Bears on, like <laughs> just not good matchups either, specifically. So, but we'll go into our picks for the parlay this week. Uh, Drew, do you want to go ahead and start us off? Uh, sure. So for the parlay this week, I am taking the Baltimore Ravens plus one and a half against the Bucks. The Bu- the Bucks have been terrible. I don't know what in the world happened last week, but for some reason, the Ravens are almost underdogs in this matchup on FanDuel. So we're definitely taking the Ravens plus one and a half this week. Yeah, I like that. I mean... The Ravens and Lamar himself has been kind of underwhelming since the he had a huge start at the beginning of the year, but I feel like they get back on track this week. Uh, Tampa Bay hasn't been that powerhouse team that we've been thinking and hoping they kind of were for fantasy-wise this year so far. But, Zach, go ahead and give your leg. Uh, my leg is going to be the Miami Dolphins over the Detroit Lions. I just don't think that Detroit Lions defense is going to be able to hang with this high uh, high-speed Miami Dolphins offense. I mean, they are very, very good and fast. 
Yeah, I believe them getting Tua back too does make them a, a lot better of a team overall. And he can kind of support uh, Tyreek and Jalen Wall at the same time. And Mostert's been getting his too. So, yep. good pick. Um, I went with the Raiders spread over the Saints at negative one and a half. I just like, I like the matchups all around here. The defense has been really underwhelming for the Saints. Josh Jacobs has been an absolute menace to society the last three weeks in fantasy. And I just like I just like the Raiders right this week. I'm not a huge Raiders fan in general, but I think the matchup's good. Yeah, I mean, and I then, think that uh, one's going to be a little bit closer than we think, but I do think the Raiders can pull it out there with how well Josh Jacobs has been doing. Mm-hmm. I agree. And we're going to take Steve's leg here. Uh, he decided to go with the Jets plus two and a half spread against the Patriots. Now, I know the Patriots defensively have been pretty solid, and offensively they're just kind of a mess right now with the whole Mac Jones and Bailey Zappi situation. But I feel that the Jets can pull us off, even though they did just lose their biggest threat in the offense with Brees Hall going down. But they did get James Robinson to kind of take some runs and take the whole workload off of Michael Carter. But what do you guys think about Jets at two and a half? Uh, I, I like it. Yeah, I, I do like it. You know, we have no idea who's going to start at QB for the Patriots, Bailey Zappi or Mac Jones. It's kind of a toss-up right now. And either way, you know, it's not looking great. They just got destroyed by the Bears. So, I mean, if the Jets can keep on pace, granted they just lost Brees Hall, but they did gain James Robinson, which he isn't Brees Hall, but I think he is enough to you know, keep them on pace to beat the how with how bad the Patriots have been playing so far, so agreed. All right. So there is the parlay for the week. I do believe that gives us a plus nine sixty eight odds. So basically you it's pretty close to bet a dollar, you win ten dollars. So pretty good odds on that. And we'll head over to our actual FanDuel league where we I'll set lineups for a week and see who can take the dub. So I believe I believe Steve won last week, right? He Correct. did. Okay, so we'll go over Steve's lineup first here. Since it's only <laughs> due diligence to him. So this week he decided to go with Kirk Cousins at QB, Saquon at the RB1, Donta Foreman at RB2, Jay Jetta, Devonta Smith, Paris Campbell, Will Disley. Wandale Robinson in the flex, and the Dolphins' defense. Thoughts on that? I mean... I like it. It's, it's, pretty, it's pretty good. There was one I was hesitant on. Paris Campbell. I don't know if I like that. With Sam Ellinger coming in, you know, I just can't see Paris Campbell getting that much that many looks but other than that it is pretty solid so you know he could win regardless of paris campbell being in the lineup really hey i feel with uh steve's lineup here he kind of forked over a lot of money for like those high profile players like saquon and jay jetta and even kind of devonta smith that he kind of had to i wouldn't say necessarily reach but try to find good value like in below the $6,000 $6,000 range, which he did with Paris Campbell and Wandale. So I feel like that's just kind of like a flyer for him. 
in yeah. a way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, for that price range, though, I can't really complain, I don't think. Zach, what do you think? I can't hate on it. Really can't. I like it. <laughs> I like it, Picasso. All right, cool. So for my fan, <laughs> for my FanDuel lineup this week, I'm going to start out a QB with Tua. RBs as follows, Damian Pearson, Kenneth Walker, wide receivers. I went CD Lamb, DJ Moore, Darius Slayton, Zach Ertz at the tight end spot, Michael Carter in my flex, and the Eagles defense. I like it, Picasso. Hey. <laughs> Zach? <laughs> I mean, we literally have almost the same lineup. You and me. Yeah. Oh boy, this is gonna be interesting. <laughs> ours We're either gonna little... be really good or really bad. I was say, yeah. Ours are a little bit similar too, so that's interesting. That's kind of scary. All right, uh, so Zach. Zach, you finished third last week. Go ahead and give us yours, bud. I took two as my quarterback, Kenneth Walker, uh, Swift as my other running back, Chris Olave, and then I took uh, Devonte Smith. DJ Moore, Dallas Goddard, and Chuba Hubbard, and then the Saints defense. Yeah, that's that's pretty close to mine. I like it though. <laughs> yeah, I I do like it. I'm not gonna lie. I do like the Dallas Goddard pick at tight end. I feel like with uh, Kelsey and I know Andrews is there, right? Hold on. How much is no, Andrews? Kelsey's on the bye this week. Okay, but where's Andrews at? Um, he's he's not even on. Is he is he on? He's, on, he, he's uh he's Thursday night, bud. Thursday night game. That's why he's not on the slate. So, yep. tight end this week, boys, is just kind of a dart throw for real. Yeah, that's what I'm going with in my lineup. <laughs> okay, well, give it to us and see what you got. All right, so my QB is Tua. Oh, Tagovailoa. My running back Ooh. is Michael Carter. <laughs> Like My it. second running back is Saquon Barkley. My okay. wide receivers are A.J. Brown, Brandon Ayuk, and Marquez Calloway. Okay. My tight end is Mike Kosicki to team up with Tua there. You know, it's easy Full matchup stack. there. I think Mike could pull out a, a touchdown there. Mm-hmm. My flex is Brian Robinson against the terrible Colts defense. And my defense <laughs> is the Eagles against the Steelers. That's fair enough. I like that. Uh, the Marquez Callaway pick is very intriguing to me. That I mean, was kind of my dart throw. I mean, it's was a good kinda... matchup, but at the same time, you know, he doesn't always get a lot of looks. So, I mean, it's 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 kind of a dart throw, like you said. But I mean, the matchup they to me, I feel like they should get behind. They should throw him balls. I mean, last four weeks, target wise, he's had six, three, seven, six. So. For a dart throw, he's kind of getting decent targets. Yeah, I mean, he's only worth 5K. You know, when I was looking for a dart throw and his name popped up, I was like, that looks pretty good with that matchup. So that's why I picked him. Yeah, I could definitely roll with that. Zach, what do you think about Drews? He, he uh, I mean, the only thing I don't, uh, the only thing that's shaky is really his tight end position for me. I mean, it's definitely it's definitely a dart throw though like we were talking about like at tight end this this week because of what's what we're able to pick from 
And my, mm-hmm. my big reasoning for Mike Kosicki was so that I could have a stack there with Tua because Jalen Waddell and uh, Terry Kill are so expensive. And, you know, he's gotten touchdowns here and there, Mike Kosicki, and they're starting to get him more snaps into the offense because in the beginning of the year they were like, he's going to be blocking. But, you know, we've we've seen it. He's getting into the passing game, so I'm hoping he yeah, can. I think they still. I think they. I think he still wants to be traded, though. Yeah, but it, even if that is the case, like they're gonna want to showcase him anyways. So it's like that's not really. He's not gonna play bad because he right. wants to be traded. If he wants to get traded, he's gonna try and do the best he can. With the three targets he gets. I mean, is, I mean, that, what, is that what he's getting? I don't know. I'm just being smart. I couldn't tell you at the top of my head. No, I mean, the last two games he's had seven targets. Okay. It's not, it's not terrible. I mean, especially for, like, a dart throw at tight end, essentially. Yeah, I mean... But with a decent stack, I guess. I, I see where you're coming from. Yeah. It's not terrible, though, so... All right, so there is our FanDuel lineups for the week. We'll see if a new person can get a win this week, and I'd be the only one that hasn't yet. So <laughs> I'll roll in with another second place, and you guys can just keep winning them. So Tough. After, yeah, it's real tough <clears throat> here. But all right, let's head into our booms and busts of week eight. So as we all know, Drew's been just kind of clearing the floor with us this week or this year so far, realistically. A little recap of the boom and bust scores of last week. Drew came in first at 10, Steve was in second at 5, and me and Zach tied in last at 0. So it puts the grand total at 65 for Drew, 35 for me, 25 for Steve, and negative 25 for Zach. So Zach, how do you feel coming into this week? Do you feel demoralized yet? Okay, good talk. Yeah, pretty good talk no, there. No, it just it just it just makes me feel a little bit more looser with my picks. A little loosey goosey, huh? Yeah, a little loose. All right, well that's fair enough. <clears throat> Steve, or I mean Drew, do you feel like you have quite a comfortable lead to where you can just start throwing dart throws and don't care or what? I mean, I'm definitely I never throw straight dart throws. I don't think I just don't have the balls to do it. I guess, but. <laughs> I don't know. I get, I'm definitely call yourself get, out. Uh, that's just how it Ooh. is. I'm trying to stay above. I'm not trying to go negative, but <laughs> hey, he feels he feels, feels pressure is what he's saying. I feel like Drew's kind of just in cruise mode, like conservative. Like I don't, I don't know. That's the way I would be right now. I mean, a little bit, yeah. But I mean, my picks aren't. You know, some of them are. I have a couple that are questionable. I would say. I mean, but. I was going to say, you have one that I'm looking at, but we'll get to that here in a little bit. Yeah. So, I mean, you won last week. Go ahead and throw out your first boom. All right. So, my first boom for this week is going to be Jalen Hurts. He's projected at 23.5 points. He's coming off the bye, and that Steelers defense has been struggling. And, you know, we're coming off the bye here. We get a full week of practice, and, you know, we don't have to be worrying about injuries and stuff for a whole week i just think he comes out firing and also breaks off some really good runs against the struggling steelers defense and i think he can really show off this week 
Yep. Yep. I agree. I think he's probably just going to absolutely porch us, as in the Steelers this week. Secondary is not great. Have a lot of injuries on defense, and I feel. Who do you think is going to go off this week, Drew? In your opinion, Devonta or AJ Brown? Um, since I picked AJ Brown for my DFS, I'm going to go with AJ Brown. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Zach, what do you think about Jalen Hurts and the Eagles this week? Uh, I hate it, but he's going to blow us up. Like it ain't yeah. going to be pretty. It ain't even going to be a game. Forty-eight, nothing. Okay, that's a little bit of a stretch. I feel like we can at least get one field goal here, okay? (laughs) 48 to 3 is like the magic number. (laughs) Okay. Call that, bet on that exact score. All right, okay. (laughs) I wonder if that's even an option. I'll I'll check into it here in a little bit. (laughs) But, uh, all right, we'll jump into Steve's first boom. He has Darius Slayton at 8.20 points. And uh, Steve's reasoning behind taking Darius Slayton is that they're a number two offense and Jones really likes him and Waldale was on the injury list earlier today. So Darius Slayton, 8.2 points. Uh, He had a pretty decent week last week, I believe. I think he had close to double-digit targets, if not more, right? Yeah, no, no. I I was just giving a little chuckle there because Waldale wasn't on the injury report today. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> that's what that's what Steve said <laughs> but he, he evaded it today so but that's the thing is with Darius Slayton I've always liked Darius Slayton for the three years that they've had him you know they've never featured him but when they give that guy the opportunity he always shows through and for some reason no matter what the coaching staff they just don't want to keep him on the field Mm-hmm. And trash. Well, he Even, can't really stay on the field, though. I mean, he Bad. hasn't had that many injuries, has he? Yeah, kind of. It, it's not like it's put him out for a season, but like they've just been lingering injuries where he hasn't been able to play for weeks in and out. Kind of ugly. Well, kind yeah. I don't know. I I like Darius Slayton, and I feel like he should be getting a chance here. And it sucks because we're at the point where the Giants are just full throttle the whole team is Saquon Barkley and you know he's not gonna get a crazy amount of targets here but I think he can boom I mean if he gets six seven targets I think he's an easy boom this week you think easy boom if he oh gets yeah six seven targets yeah I mean yeah because I mean he does get featured in the red zone a little bit so I could see it he's their red zone guy they have nobody yeah. else. Daniel Bellinger's eye got torn out. You know what I mean? Like, they got, they got. <laughs> did you just say he got his eyes? He did. Did you see the yeah. clip? Someone raped his eye. I don't want to talk about. Yuck. Darius I mean, Slayton is yeah. it for the red zone looks. I yeah, I agree with that. I can go with Darius Slayton as a boon this week. But all right, enough of eyeballs getting ripped out of their sockets. I'll go to my first boom of the week. I'm going to go with Kenneth Walker. I mean, the kid, ever since Rashad Penny has gotten hurt, he uh, just been on a tear. He's getting a huge workload, and they have a really good matchup against the Giants this week, speaking of the Giants. And at 13.43 points, I feel if he finds the end zone, 
he's an easy boom this week. Agreed. Drew? Yeah, I mean, with the workload that he's getting, if that continues, there's no reason he shouldn't boom this week. They're still projecting him low. I mean, for what he's been producing, they're projecting him low. I mean, he's had 20-plus carries the last few weeks, almost 100 yards every week, and he's been in the end zone at least once. Yeah, exactly. And to project him 13 points after that, it's like, (laughs) what are we doing here? But, yeah, I I, I think he can boom this week. Maybe it's a DJ Dallas week, and we just don't even know it yet. Don't say that, man, because it could happen. Okay, sorry. Yeah, you're right. I won't say that. I'll knock on wood here. (laughs) Zach, first boom. My first boom, we're going to go with Chuba Hubbard. He's projected for 8.63. I think I heard somebody laugh. Um, <laughs> but uh, with uh, with Christian McCaffrey gone um, and they're playing against Atlanta, um, he's definitely been kind of like the guy that's been catching the passes out of the backfield when I was watching that game. So, um, I mean, if he catches six balls for – 30 yards i mean he's well on his way and he finds the end zone one time like he did last week i mean could be looking at a potential boom yeah i don't know uh deontay foreman did Dante foreman donta you think it's donta i mean there's no it's i Don- in there it's, it's just Dante. d just the word d and then an apostrophe deonta foreman i don't know well i guess we We'll never know. But... <laughs> he says it to himself. He's like, oh, okay. Yeah. I don't know. It could be either. But regardless, <laughs> he did better. Like, he had a be- I mean, he had 7.8 yards per carry on what he mm-hmm. got. Also, Chuba didn't even practice today. So, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think with the fact that it's Wednesday and he ha- literally didn't practice, I feel like they may give more carries to Deonta Foreman this week. And Raheem Blackshear. So... Yeah, you might be right. I'm, I'm fine. I'll just go negative 100 this year. <laughs> you could just pick somebody else. Yeah, it's... All right, I'm not even going to acknowledge that, but go ahead to your first boss. My first boss? Yeah. Yep. Um, I'm looking at Devon. I'm looking at uh, Devonte Adams um, as my first boss. He's projected at 17.56. Um. They've been Lattimore's been pretty good at uh, shutting down, and they saying he's gonna play. I do believe he uh, did week. not practice today with an illness. With an okay, so he's still on track to play then. It um, depends. I don't know what the illness is. That's true. Well, anyways, but um, he's been pretty good at shutting down the number ones this year, um, even though the entire that their record doesn't really show it. Um, but um, I could see him shutting down uh, Adams pretty easily. Yeah, I'm, I agree with you 100%, Zach. I just, the matchup's not great for me this week. He's projected super high for what he's honestly been producing. I, I agree with you. I feel like that could be a good bust. Drew? Yeah, I don't know. I picked it last week. I thought it was a good pick. And he kind of stayed around his projection enough to where it didn't count for a bust. I mean, he's Devontae Adams. You know, he's going to get the looks. It's tough to call him a bust at this point because I keep thinking about doing it. And then he just does just enough for it not to happen. So I don't know. I'm kind of indifferent about it. So you're on the fence. Yeah. 
All right. <clears throat> Sounds good, I guess. I guess that we will go with uh, Steve's first bust of the week. He went with Christian Kirk at 12.09 points. Now, I, I, a couple weeks ago, if you asked me if Christian Kirk was going to be a bust, I'd say heck no. But the way they've been playing this week, I mean, last they've had some rough matchups, I'm not going to lie. I mean, they had Philly, Houston, Indy, the Giants, and now Denver this week, who's also a bad matchup. I I want to say he's going to bust, but at uh, 12.09 points, it just doesn't seem likely whenever last week he's he had 10 targets alone. So just on targets, he's not a bust. I, it's just hard for me, especially because Lawrence is starting to play a little bit better now. But Zach, what do you think on Christian Kirk? Um, I don't know. Trevor Lawrence has not had a very good past couple of games, like you were saying. Um, it could go either way. I mean, Christian Kirk could catch a ball, make a man miss, and you know, see you later. I mean, it just it just all depends. And he booms on one play. Yep. On that hundred yard touchdown reception on the two yard line. Yep, 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 yep. Drew? Yeah, I think it's kind of hard to call him a bust when he's getting projected at, what was it, 12-something points? 12.09, yeah. Yeah, I, just, I, I can't project him to be a bust. He just he gets targets, and it hasn't been working out as of late. But, you know, with the targets that he's getting, I don't think you can, you know guarantee a bust here i can't do it at least you know i agree but that's steve and he's not here so we can't really talk crap on him so we'll go to my first bust is i can't even say the word but okay zach wilson (laughs) (laughs) yeah i didn't really want to get explicit there so zach wilson (laughs) they play the patriots this week they are a or developing into a run-first offense, which has been diminishing his value like crazy. Last two weeks against Green Bay and Denver, he's only had four and seven points. So him projected at 13.77, almost 14. I feel like he can easily bust this week, especially if they stick to the ground-and-pound game. And they play New England, so it's not like it's a crazy great matchup for him passing-wise. So, Drew, what do you think? I mean, the Patriots have been decently good to fantasy QBs. I mean, look what they did for Justin Fields last week, and he's been terrible. You know. Makes a point. I th- I think it would be tough to say for sure bust, but I'm not. I'm definitely not expecting him to do well. It's just... You know, we're picking them to win in the uh, parlay. I, I, I don't think I can say he's a bust this week. I don't think it goes that Do bad. Do you say he's like more of a projections kind of guy? Around projections, yeah. Within five points. For okay. sure, for me. Zach, what do you think? I, I agree with Drew. Just kind of within the point range? Yep. Got it. And since you agree with Drew, we'll just have Drew give us his first bust. Alrighty, for my first bust is going to be James Conner. 
He's projected at 13.86 points, and it looks like he's trending toward playing this week, but he literally hasn't been producing well when he has played, and the Vikings defense hasn't been too bad against the run, and I just can't see him doing well for fantasy this week. It'll be his first week back from his injury, and Eno Benjamin has been doing well. I don't think he takes over all of the carries, and that's what he needs to do well for fantasy because he hasn't been producing. So, yeah, I just don't think he can get up to snuff here on his fantasy production. Zach? I mean, yeah, Eno Benjamin has been a dog. I mean, he's... Uh, I'll argue that next year that Connor Connor's RB1 might be in jeopardy. Um, he's been running pretty well. Um, I think but, it might be uh, in jeopardy already. Yeah. But, I mean, James Connor has only went over this projection one time this year, and it's been week one. Other than that, yep. he's been <clears throat> 10 points, and then the rest have been single digits the whole year. So, yeah, give me uh, James Connor as a bus this week. So let's wrap it back around here, Drew. Second boom. All right. My second boom for the week is going to be Brandon Cooks. He's projected at 11.97 points. And he's got a really good matchup against the Titans this week. And it seems like they're trying to uh, get some draft capital out of Brandon Cooks. We are hearing a lot about people are looking into Brandon Cooks for a trade. So, I mean... This is this is gonna be the perfect week at the you know last ditch effort to showcase him and get people to you know shell out I, the draft picks for him. So I think they really uh, target him this week. And at only eleven point nine seven points projected, I think he can boom this week. Meh. Meh. He says. Zach, you want to give us some insight on that? Meh. Meh. Um. I don't know. Davis Mills is just subpar for me. Like, I thought he was going to be a little bit better this year because he did have a good year, a uh, good rookie year. Um, but I don't know. It it just seems like Cooks is just kind of like he doesn't get out. Like, he's more of he's a one trick pony for me. He only goes for the deep ball. He needs he's not a true number one. He is a better Robin than Batman, in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, to counter that point, though, I mean, Brandon Cook's yards per target this year have been 6, 5, 3, 8, 3, 9. So, I mean, he is being getting targeted underneath a little bit as well. I mean, the quality of targets probably aren't great, let's be honest. It's, like you said, Davis Mills, who I feel took a step backwards this year as not a step forward, as we all thought he was hopefully going to do. But... I think I agree with Drew here. I think he's going to totally boom this week. They want to pepper him with targets, get some good trade capital out of him, ship him off, get some draft picks just to hopefully kind of rebuild this team. That's not doing so hot regardless. So, yeah, Drew, I agree. Boom this week for Brandon Cooks. So I will come back in with my second boom as well. I'm going to go with Nick Chubb. He's the best pure runner in the NFL, personally, I think, anyway. He is running back number three, I believe, on the year for fantasy football. Uh, he has, I mean, Cincinnati's not a great matchup, I'd say, but for every interdivision game that they've had this year, 
he's put up at least tw- or close to 20 points and him being projected at 15.87 if he can get in the end zone i feel like it's going to be an easy not necessarily easy but a pretty decent chance of booming for nick chubb yeah i mean <clears throat> clearly nick chubb has the ability to boom at any point any week my only worry would be that there are trade talks around cream hunt so do they try and get him more involved to show people like hey you're gonna want this on your team you know so that would be my only worry but at the same time cream hunt has done well at the same time as nick chubb before so i'm not gonna i'm not gonna go against you here because nick chubb is his own he's in his own world you know so and it's not a bad matchup so i could see him booming this week so what's kind of funny is that uh, if I did see a report that the Browns are going to try and deal Kareem Hunt, but remember at the beginning of the season when he, re- he requested a trade, they wanted no part of it. Yes, but now that they real, I think it's now that they realize that they don't need Kareem Hunt for passing downs, mm-hmm. that they feel more, you know, they feel that they can deal him. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Nick Chubb can do the passing work as well, but let's let's be honest. They paid Dearness Johnson a pretty solid bag, and he has good hands. Let's be honest. I mean, we saw it last year. Whenever Dearness Johnson had the full workload, he he balled out. So I don't see why he couldn't just step into that Kareem Hunt role. You know what I mean? Exactly. Zach, what's your thoughts on Nick Chubb this week? Dude, we try to write him off every year. <laughs> right. In fantasy. And like I don't know what it is or why why, but like we just need to realize that probably should be drafting him. Like every year he's always projected like, oh, probably probably out right outside the top ten running backs. No. Just because he doesn't catch passes out of the backfield doesn't mean he's not a top five running back. The dude's the dude's in his own world, and uh, next year, uh, I'm probably looking at him inside my top 10. I mean, let's be honest here. Yeah, I, I agree 100%. I mean, let's look at the teams this year that took Nick Chubb primarily in the second round. I mean, they all have like tight or wide receiver ones, as in like Justin Jefferson or Cooper Cup, and most of those teams are. Five and two, six and one, heck, even seven. No, yeah, like with that combination of like a Cooper Cup and Nick Chubb, that's absolutely nuts. Yep, and I'm an idiot for not taking him. I have no exposure to Nick Chubb this year. Neither do I. Same, so yeah, I, yeah, that was just my basis on tough, yeah, (laughs) (laughs) very tough. So Steve's second boom this week is Ramondre Stevenson. He's projected at 13.42 points this week. And Steve's reasoning behind taking Ramondre is he's getting the RB1 touches even with Harris in the game. And he's game-changing RB against division rival. I mean, with Damian Harris coming back, we kind of had to pump the brakes, I feel, on Ramondre Stevenson. Even though he's only at 13 points. I still feel like Damian Harris is still going to get those red zone touches. Yeah, like you can say that, but at the same time, you know, at the press conference when uh, he was talking about the transition from Mac Jones to Bailey Zappi, he he did admit that, you know, his decision to go from Mac Jones to 
Bailey Zappi, the injury to Mac Jones did factor into that. So it's like, clearly he takes injuries seriously, and that could be a part of the reason why Ramondre outsnapped him so much. I can't get on board that Ramondre is, you know, the RB1 to uh, Damian Harris, RB2 the rest of the season yet. We're going to have to see that again this week for me to get on that train. But, yeah, with how we, I mean, we're projecting the Jets to win. So it's like I can't sit sit here and guarantee a Ramondre Stevens boom if the Jets are going to be ahead in our minds. So that's kind of a fringe one for me, I'd say. Zach, your thoughts on Ramondre? Uh, I it, I mean, yeah, I kind of like with Drew here. I mean, he's it depends on what. I guess it just depends on like the health of the other running back, uh, Harris. I mean, he could he could he could end up very well being out snapped and then, um being being benched for Damian Harris because I just think Damian Harris has makes better cuts and uh, Stevenson's just a power back. I was gonna say I feel like they're gonna use Damian Harris in that early down role and Ramondre is more like that goal line like I need to get the chains moved across you know one yard rush running back you know what I mean so yep. I personally I think this is gonna be like a maybe a round projection for Ramondre, but I could easily see Damian Harris outperforming him this week. So on to that, Zach, go ahead and give us your second boom. My second boom, huh? It's going to be Gus Edwards. The Gus bus, baby. I'm taking the Gus bus. It's back. What? The Gus bus. It's back. Oh, yeah, it is back. And the Ravens have been looking for a running back to bring back the running game, and they found him. He was so good last week. He looked like his normal self. He was running people over. The Ravens are going to pound the rock against uh, the Bucks on Thursday, and Gus Edwards is going to look like his old self, and it's just going to be bad. It's going to be a bloodbath. Yeah, I totally agree with you there. You want to know the crazy part? He only had 36% snap share last week and still just popped off. 30, I mean, the, 36% of the snap share and 16 carries. What does that like, tell you? Every time <laughs> he's he touched, in there, he's getting the ball. Yeah. <laughs> You're like, oh, Gus is in? Give him the ball. <laughs> yeah, yep. exactly. I mean, J.K. Uh, Dobbins, IR. Mm-hmm. Kenyon Drake, yep. not good. Trash. Justice Hill, <laughs> not good. He coughed up. I do, I do kind of like Justice Awful, Hill, but he coughed bad. up the ball last week once, and uh, you know, you, we know how that goes with running backs in the NFL. You, you know who Justice Hill kind of reminds me of? Not to cut you off, but he kind of reminds me like the not so good prime version of Shady McCoy, who just fumbles the ball all the time, but he's still decent enough to make a roster. <laughs> okay, yeah, I, I see that. <laughs> he says okay. But, but I mean, yeah, I love Gus Edwards. I was, you know, trying to convince you guys he could be a top 30 running back at, before the draft when he was still injured and nobody wanted to hear it. But I mean, I love the guy. He's, I think, 
if he, I love the guy. I love, like him. I love him. I tried to pick him up in so many leagues, and Steve hawked him in so many leagues. But, yeah, I, I like it. I think he can do well for the rest of the season. All right, so we are a fan of loving Mr. Gus Edwards this yes. week. Or, or just in general, we love Gus. <laughs> He's a good guy. He's a good guy. He's like a brother to me, for real. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Zach. I think we can all hype, jump on the old Gus bus train with you there. But give us your second bust. That's going to be Higby. I just don't think that uh, this matchup uh, that uh, the Rams are going up against this week, I just don't think it's going to be good for uh, Higby, he's been having kind of, he's kind of been falling off a little bit and, uh, his quarterback has pretty much failed every test that's been thrown at him this year. <clears throat> um, his quarterback's been awful. Uh, I mean, it must be that Super Bowl hangover. I mean, because he was stellar last year or this elbow is a lot worse than what they're leading on. I was going to say, yeah, I think it's. It's probably a little bit of the hangover, but I'd say more for that elbow injury that he has. <clears throat> I could be wrong, but I'm leaning towards that. But Tyler Higby, he it's tough because he's getting enough targets to where he should be very fantasy liable, but the targets are just garbage and they center that whole offense around Cooper Cup. So Drew, what's your thoughts on Higby? Yeah, I mean, that's what's tough. He went from, like, you know, full-fledged, holy crap, it's finally happening for Tyler Higby to, against Carolina, two targets, one catch for seven yards. It's like, you know, this is what we're used to. And I think Mm -hmm. we may be reverting back to, yeah, it's this is just how it's going to be for Tyler Higby because that's what we've been used to. But who knows? It could go back to what it's been you know, double-digit targets. But I originally had Tyler Higbee as a bus too, so I can agree here. I, I'm i just on the train that, you know, it's too good to be true for Tyler Higbee here. Yeah, I, I agree. I'm just – I personally want to think that it's just going to be around projections, but it, I don't think he reaches it, if that makes any sense. I'm kind of on the fence. So, yeah, Zach, I, I kind of want to agree with you, but then again, I don't at the same time. But Thanks. Yeah, yeah. It's not like I told you. <laughs> it's not like I was talking crap the whole time, so we're yeah, good here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, we'll go to <clears throat> Steve's second boom of the week, which was Jacoby Myers. He's projected at 13.1, yeah, 1-4 points, and Steve's... <clears throat> Reasoning behind that was the QB controversy could mean less targets for him, and he's going to be going up against Sauce Gardner. Now, as much as I want to believe that Sauce Gardner is going to be on Jacoby Myers, I really don't think that's going to be the case this week. I feel like they're going to be more worried about the run game for New England, so I feel like they're going to kind of have him floating, if that makes any sense. But, Zach, what do you think about Jacoby Myers this week? Uh... I mean, I'm more worried about the quarterback controversy. I mean, if anything at all, you know what I mean? Like, Sauce is irrelevant to me at this point. I'm more worried about what's going on with this 
quarterback situation, you know? I mean, are are you guys wanting to talk about that? Or, or I mean, because Sauce is a rookie yet, and he can be exposed. But, I mean, I don't know. He's played well. I just, I just think the quarterback worries me more than Sauce does. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point, I think. Regardless of who the QB is, I don't think Jacoby's going to grab get much target volume thrown his way this week. Yeah, but I mean, at the same time, I mean, Jacoby has had, you know, four targets, two targets this year, and he hasn't scored less than 10 fantasy points this season. You know what I mean? That's like, crazy. Yeah, yeah, I know. It's it's like no matter what targets he's getting, he's doing well enough to be a flex in your fantasy. So I can't see if he's on your team not throwing him in your flex with how he's been able to hold up so far. It's bananas. I mean, yeah, he's low-key the top 34 wide receiver in fantasy football with missing two weeks. Yeah, exactly. That's... Yeah, it's I, I didn't realize that honestly. So for him to be a bust, we're gonna collectively say no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, we're gonna do that. Sorry, Steve, when you're listening to this, but <laughs> it's a no from the rest of the squad here. All right, I'll head into my second bust this week. I'm gonna go with Cortland Sutton. So. The way that Russ has been playing lately, I feel like he is, I'm going to say this air quote wise, you guys can't see it, but I feel like he's getting better, but I feel like he's been getting better in the way that he's targeting Jerry Judy more and Cortland Sutton isn't, isn't getting the looks he needs to be as we thought he should be like, look, let's look at the last couple weeks here for target wise. He's been getting nine and three, but last week with the nine targets, he's only had three catches. And to be frank here, last week, Brett Rippon played, so. That's a true statement. And last week, Jerry Judy had his first double-digit target share of the year. And we're seeing Drew's best friend, Greg Dolchitz, get a lot more utilization well with nine targets and six grabs. So I feel like they're going to start spreading the ball out more, and I feel like Colton Sutton is going to essentially – Reap the, I don't know, negativity out of this. <laughs> Reap the negativity. <laughs> I didn't know how to word that. Very good. Thank you. Proud of you. Yeah, Any I mean, insight on Sutton? Yeah, it, I hate it because, you know, we all wanted him to be amazing this year. And he's he's had a couple moments, but... Yeah, if if Russell continues to be less than mediocre, we really can't count on him to be that wide receiver two you picked him to be this year. I mean, he's a it, the past couple weeks it's been a struggle. I mean, three and five fantasy points when you picked him to be you drafted him to be your wide receiver two. That's well, some tough. people did one wide receiver one exactly. You know that's tough to swallow. And granted, it's not the worst matchup against the Jaguars, but we just don't know how Russ is going to be. He hasn't been good. Granted, Cortland Sutton started off well, 
but you know it's tailing off here so we can't really guarantee anything at this point Zach Cortland Sutton I mean I don't know man it's it's toss up it really is I mean all these Denver has played awful I mean, I, 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 it killed, like, we, we were so high on this entire team being good this year. I, I just don't, I just don't see it. I kind of agree. I, I don't see any of them booming at all. Thank you for agreeing with us. I appreciate that. You're welcome. And we will go with Drew's second bust. All right. My second bust is going to be Paris Campbell. He's projected at 10.29 points, and we're throwing Sam Ellinger out there. Uh, I just don't think, you know, he got a bunch of dump-off passes last week because Matt Ryan couldn't get it down the field. But Sammy. Sam Ellinger is more of a, a little bit more of a scrambler. You know, we're going to see a little bit more of that from the Colts offense. We haven't seen that at all this year. And with... You know, the emergence of Alec Pierce and Michael Pittman being Michael Pittman, I just can't see Paris Campbell doing well for fantasy this week at all. So you're going to say the guy that had 11 and then 12 targets is going to bust? Yeah, I am. Wow, that's tough. I so mean, who would you rather have is, He's a low, target, low yardage target dump off for Matt Ryan. Okay. We're throwing in a brand new quarterback that wants to show that he's capable of playing who's he going to target michael Pittman or yep. paris campbell yes okay so let me ask you this who's he going to target paris campbell or, or jonathan pierce? taylor alec pierce alec pierce jonathan taylor. there's no way Nine i don't nines. think so. i don't think so i think he's going to target paris campbell more than alec pierce granted it's probably not going to be a lot of targets I mean, who did he practice with more in preseason? Alec Pierce. Uh, Paris Campbell wasn't on the starting either. I think he was. He was. I think he was the second team coming into the year. Are you sure? I'm pretty sure. Okay, I'll go with your word on that. But I mean, <clears throat> let's think about it here. Brand new QB coming in. Isn't going to try and throw bombs down the field. Paris Campbell is going to be his guy. That short little dump off slant guy where Alec Pierce is more out in the flats. I no? mean, I, I think it's going to be Naheem Hines my, and Jonathan Taylor. I took, I took Alec Pierce as one of my booms, so you know where I stand. <laughs> okay. I just, I don't know. I guess we'll find out with a new QB, but I just don't see, I don't know. I just don't see Alec Pierce doing well this week. Let's put it that way. We'll see. We'll see. We'll revisit this as we would say in the past. Yeah. All right. Sounds good. My, well, yeah. Okay. That'll work. We'll go with my, or your last boom, I guess, Drew. Oh, okay. My last boom is going to be Brian Robinson. He's projected for only 9.15 points. And, you know, the Colts rush defense has been, not been good and with the low projection and the amount of rushes that brian robinson has been getting 
I think he can do well this week. I think this is the week that he shows that, you know, there's a reason that when he came back, they just gave him the reins. He hasn't been able to live up to that yet, but I think this week he can kind of show us a piece of why that happened. I mean, if Brian Robinson's going to go nutty this week, it's going to be this week against that Indy front. It's absolutely dog water, man. And he's getting, like you said, uh, full workload, 20-ish touches a game, plus passes. So I could definitely see a boom this week for Brian Robinson Jr., especially at nine points. That's kind of crazy. It's kind of sus, actually. What do you think, Zach? (laughs) Brian Robinson. What was he projected for? 9.15. Ew. <laughs> Why? I, yeah, he's going to boom. Okay. All right. Yeah, that's all I have to say. I mean, he's he's the number one. He's been the number one running back and carrying the ball more than Gibson, like they said he would. It, yeah, no doubt in my mind. Good pick. All right, I will move on to my last boom for the week. I'm going with Josh Jacobs. He is at 17.54 points. He has a decent matchup, I'd say, this week. I mean, he's been getting crazy work. Last three weeks, he's had 30-plus fantasy points. I mean, he's got to regress at some point, but he just is proving me wrong, and he's not. So 20 almost 30 touches and one against the Denver game. He's getting five to six targets every game and they play new Orleans this week. I, I just feel like this is a great opportunity again for him to just show out and tear it up. Yeah, I mean, it's crazy. Everybody wanted to hate on Josh Jacobs pre-draft mm-hmm. and we just were like, you know, I don't know. I think he's going to do well. I don't know why everybody was so down on him. I mean, I don't know what round he ended up going in, but it was like, what, round five? Like six? Yeah, five, yeah. six. Yeah. It's like, what are we doing here? <laughs> I I don't know. He's They finally decided that they're going to give him workhorse reps, and he's showing that he can do well with it. We, I always thought he could do well with it. The coaching staff just didn't give him the opportunity. And now that he's getting it, He's doing really well, and I think he could easily boom this week. Zach, what do you think about Josh Jacobs this week? I think he could easily boom as well. I mean, he's been running like a madman possessed. I mean, I don't know why. They they seem so low on – like the Raiders themselves seem so low on him. Mm -hmm. And they seem like it all the time. Like it's just sad. Like it's like – you have one of the best running backs and you don't use him. But at, at this point, they kind of screwed themselves because they, uh, I'm pretty sure they didn't pick up his fifth year option, but now they have to resign him. So he's just going to get a bigger contract. So, mm-hmm. you know, they kind of did it to themselves, but. That's what you call bad uh, management. Yeah. Correct. Yeah, they should have picked up that fifth-year option and kind of seen what he would do next year. And or then somebody's going to get a steal in freaking free yeah. agency. I mean, there's always a possibility he leaves. So yeah, he goes, you never know. Appreciate me. I'm going to go get my bag somewhere else. <clears throat> Basically. 
Because they got to be close to the cap, right? Especially signing Devontae now. It's possible. Very possible. Very, very possible. So we will cut out the Steve's last boom here. He went with Justin Jefferson at 21.37 points. Steve's reasoning behind taking Justin Jefferson this week was that he goes against the Cardinals who have bad defensive backs, and he's a top five wide receiver who could be better still. Yeah. Very factual information. Thank you, Steve. I appreciate it so, so much. <laughs> uh, Zach, go ahead with your analysis on this. Uh, I don't know. It's a little difficult for me because, like, Justin Jefferson's projected at 21.37. I mm-hmm. mean, the cards have been bad, but do they get do they get so far ahead like that they take Justin Jefferson out of the game or you know what I mean no. like is it I I don't know. I could <laughs> No. No. He says no. I mean no, like it, it might be it might even be a high scoring game, but like I mean people are talking about you know, spot start Herb Smith this season and this week and what in the world has Irv Smith done? I mean, the Cardinals are the, like the worst in the league against tight ends this year. And if we're talking about, you know, pick up Irv Smith and throw him in your starting lineup, <laughs> Justin Jefferson is going to do well this week. He's going to do well, but he's got to, he's got to score 30 points to boom. No, he's got to score 26 and that's so doable. All right. We'll see. Yeah, I mean, I just don't like I just don't like taking people above that twenty point threshold because something <laughs> could happen that they just stop throwing them the ball, or he goes off for thirty. All right, fair enough. You know what? I'm an idiot. <laughs> I didn't. No, I'm just, I'm just <laughs> weighing all the options here. Okay, <laughs> but yeah, I can definitely see Justin Jefferson popping off in this matchup. So. I mean, I could too. I'm just saying. There's always that. You don't sound like it, okay? Okay. You know what? <laughs> All right. Give us your last boom, Zach. So I can just. Uh, I already mentioned. It. I already mentioned my last boom. Um, it was Alex Pierce. He's projected for ten points, and so you're not gonna just agree with it. Oh. I what am I gonna Alex- do then? Well, you're going to say that it's your guy. It's going to be Paris Campbell. I mean, I can see Alec Pierce maybe getting a round projection. I just don't really see him popping off this week. Yeah, that, that's that's my whole thing is I don't think any of them are guaranteed booms this week, clearly, with a new quarterback. Clearly. I can, I can see him getting a round projection because that's kind of where he's Obviously. been. Well, I mean... yeah. <clears throat> I mean, it is kind of nuts to call him a, a boom. Uh, we'll be honest right. here. Okay. Because he, really? he didn't hit it with Matt Ryan. Granted, he's done well, but it's like, I don't know. I guess we'll just have to see how well Sam Ellinger does. But I, I think I see Alec Pierce more around projection this week. What do we see Michael Pittman this week? He's at 14.94, so 15, essentially. Hopefully around projection. Okay. I can see that, too. 
How about we just agree that all other wide receivers are going to be around projection? <laughs> Except for Paris Campbell. He's, Shut he's up. Front door. <laughs> I hope he doesn't bust. Watch, he'll be the only one that doesn't bust for you, and you'll still end up with like 20 points this week. <laughs> <laughs> That's tough. Oh, uh, wait. Hold on. I just noticed this. Paris Campbell and Alec Pierce are projected the same points. Like, they don't even know who's going to do That's what, what I'm saying. Like, what are we talking about here? Like, down to the nearest, like, hundredth. <laughs> They're projected the same. That's crazy. But, Zach, go ahead. Give us your last bust of week eight. My last bust. Oh, no. Oh, no. Can't find this ain't good. Tom Brady. He's the goat. The goat is gonna bust. He's projected at nineteen point one three. Yeah, it's pretty high for even That's the goat. That's high. That's is it, high. Is it sad that I just typed in goat on sleeper just to look? At it? <laughs> <laughs> Did it to be honest, curious. <laughs> can we be honest? Though? It didn't, but that would have been sick. <laughs> yeah. The Ravens have been generous to opposing fantasy QBs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Very generous. Okay. Mm-hmm. You know, Tua had a career game against the Ravens. Okay. Mm-hmm. I don't know if we can guarantee a bust here. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. You don't think? I think it's at least around projection. I think it's going to be a fun game to watch. <sighs> but I don't think we can guarantee a bust here. Who do you think wins the game? I think the Ravens win, but I don't think Tom Brady craps the bed either. So, how do you think Mike Evans and Godwin do this week? Telling me there's a chance. Well, I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. <laughs> you do? What? I do. Really? Yes. So, would you be confident taking the over this week? Probably, yeah. What's it at? Uh, I, can, I can tell you in two... Seconds. The over over under is forty five and a half. I think we can take that. Yeah. All right. Let's all smack a hundred dollars on this bad boy right now. Too rich for my blood. How many units you want to put on this, Drew? I'd probably put ten units on her. Really? Okay. Wow. It's, wow. it's all right. <laughs> I'll just leave it there. Actually, no, I want to hear your reasoning behind it. Go ahead. No, I just think, you know, <laughs> Tom Brady is going to be ready to get back at it. He's been not good the past, what, two weeks? A year, but yeah. And the Ravens defense has been kind to fantasy quarterbacks. We know this. Uh-huh. And the Ravens offense themselves have been pretty good. I just think it's going to be a back-and-forth, high-scoring game. All right. Okay. I, I'll take that analysis, Kowalski. Thank you. You're but welcome. We will, <laughs> we will move on to Steve's last bus of week eight. He's going with Matt, or as he would say in the group chat, Marty Ice mm-hmm. at 16.76 points. Who is nope, that? Nope, 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 nope. Who is he taking? <laughs> Who do you think it is? Who is Marty Ice? 
If I said Matty Ice, would that make any sense? We can't allow him to take Matt Ryan, can we? No, Matthew Stafford, dog. Matthew oh, Stafford. that's even... Okay, well, Matty Ice is Matt Ryan, by the way. I don't know where he that's decided why we said to Marty make... Ice. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, what are we talking about here? We you know he's not playing. So confused. Drew is about to get very triggered very quickly. Well, because it was guaranteed that Matt Drew. Ryan isn't playing. So it's like, what are we doing here? Well, technically it's zero points because he's probably projected zero points. Exactly. I mean, we should let him take him as a bust so he doesn't get <laughs> negative five. All right, well, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead with what? What oh, did he okay. say about Matt Stafford? So Marty Ice, he plays San Francisco, who has a good pass rush and has been a shell of himself. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he just says, wow. What a guy. What a guy. But like we discussed earlier, the elbow is probably bothering him. He's got that hangover a little bit still, but I don't know about you guys, but I haven't had a hangover that lasted seven weeks. You probably would if you went to a Super Bowl. <laughs> you pro- you're probably right. Not going to lie. Yeah, I mean, I'm not too high on Matthew Stafford this week, but I will just throw it out there that the next six weeks after this week <coughs> are looking like some pretty good matchups for Matthew Stafford. And if he's going to get it back together, it's going to happen here. Like, if people are dropping him, I'd pick him up and stash him. I'm not, I'm, I can probably get on board with a potential bust this week, but I'll tell you what, if people are dropping them, people are already dropping them. If they continue Mm -hmm. to after this week, I think you can stash them. Yeah, I I agree a hundred percent. Like you said, he has good matchups. I think he plays Tampa Bay here soon. He plays Arizona, New Orleans, Kansas City, Seattle, Vegas. Yeah, 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 I could definitely see it. But this week, I gotta agree with Steve for once here, and I'm not liking it. Nope. They play San Fran, so hard pass. Hard pass, hard L on Matthew Marty Ice. Marty Ice. Marty Ice. <clears throat> Don't know where we came up with that, but we'll try and trademark it if we can. <laughs> and I will go to my last bust of the week. This one kind of hurts because it's a little close to home, but I'm gonna go Deontay Johnson. Uh, he's projected only at what is he, 12.06 points. They have a really, really bad matchup this week against Philly. They have not been kind to fantasy wide receivers. In the last two weeks, he's been in single digits. And, it, I mean, he's getting targets. Kenny Pickett's giving him some targets. He's not getting hyper-targeted like we're used to seeing with Mitchie Poo in there. I just... But this matchup is just is just really scaring me. That's why I picked him as a bust this week. Yeah, I mean, I could definitely see him busting. It's just tough because I feel like they're going to be behind here. So he might be slinging him the ball. But, I mean, if they can't get it going, then I could definitely see him busting this week. Yeah, I mean, the matchup, is, like I said, is just what scares me a lot. So Yeah. Zach? Any idea on Deontay Johnson? Uh, yeah, I mean, 
they they were talking about how I read an article today that they were talking about how it almost seems like he isn't embracing the uh, wide receiver one role like he was paid to do. Um, so I mean, I kind of I kind of agree with that. I mean, it looks like the people that want to be there and are playing hard. I mean, he didn't even try to go up and like at least try and bat. The, it just he just doesn't look like he wants to be there, and he's not having fun, in my opinion. I don't know what you guys think. Yeah, I mean, you got to have fun while you're working, right? Yeah, I mean, like, granted, they're not having the greatest of seasons, probably like what he's used to, winning games, but like, you can't just give up on the team. I mean, you got to think about it. He's used to getting hyper-targeted by Ben, like yeah. 13, 14, 15 targets a game. So yeah, but that's probably different and hard for him, seeing a rookie come in here and be in the hype train, essentially. Yeah, yeah, but, you know, you got to still whistle while you work, you know. So it's, I mean, I hope he turns it around. Yeah. I think he, he has the ability to turn around. It's just whether he gets in the mindset to do that or not, but it is whether he does or not. I think what it's going to come down to is just him and Kenny Pickett getting some chemistry. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Maybe they'll find each other on eHarmony or something here soon. It's possible, but Drew last bus of the week all right so my last buck my last buck Buck. my last bust for this week is going to be drake london he's projected at 10.56 points and my dude had one target last week and the falcons just aren't throwing the ball you know they're turning into the early season bears the last two weeks they've thrown it 14 and 13 times the whole game bears thrown a lot this year uh, I don't know if you heard what I said, but that's not what I said. But okay. I'm going to keep going here. <laughs> Continue. I mean, it's not likely that the Falcons are going to like just change up what they've been doing the past two weeks. And yeah, I, it's tough, but Drake London looks like he's becoming the early season Darnell Mooney here, and it's not looking good for Drake London managers. Yeah, I traded for Drake London. <laughs> what week? Two, three. If four. you trade for him after week three, that's that's tough. He's got you a total of twenty points in four weeks. Yeah. Well, I mean, it was for my. I traded. I'd trade Amon Ra away, but I got for Amon Ra. I got DeAndre Swift in London. So. Okay. I yeah. I can't. I wouldn't pass that up either. I don't think so. What league was it in? A keeper dynasty redraft. It was. It was my league. Okay. Uh, redraft. Gotcha. Yeah, I mean, Drake London this week, it's tough because Mariota just looks absolutely garbage. I feel they should probably put Desmond Ritter here at some point. I mean, Marcus Mariota last week only threw the ball 13 times and completed eight of his passes. So he's looking worse than Justin Fields has at the beginning of the season, which is very hard to say. Trust me. But I, yeah, I feel if we can get some fresh meat in there, like Desmond Ritter, hopefully gets Drake London some targets. And I feel, isn't Cordero Patterson coming back here soon too? I think so. I haven't had seen enough. I hope so. It says he's aiming at a week nine return. So yeah. 
I mean, Tyler Algier doesn't look terrible. I mean, he's honestly doesn't look as good as Cordero Patterson to me personally. But, yeah, Drake London projected at 10.5 points easily could be a bust this week. So that wraps it up for our Week 8 Booms and Busts. Uh, you guys want to talk about or touch on anything real quick before we wrap it up? Yep. No, I think we're good. All right. Sounds good. Uh, appreciate everyone that is listening to us. Uh, give us a follow, shout us out, ask us questions. You know the drill. Don't be shy. Uh, hopefully us changing up some of this content for you guys, uh, you enjoy it. And if you do, leave us a like, follow and everything like that. So good luck in week eight, everybody. Later. We'll see ya. Thank you for listening to the Boom or Bust Fantasy Podcast. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and rate and follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or anywhere else you listen to podcasts.